Hello? Hello? Oh my goodness, here we are. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Yes, let's jump right into it. So the icebreaker for today, now I didn't really previously come up with this beforehand, so this is just kind of spur of the moment, but the icebreaker for today is going to be, hmm, what is your favorite type of flower and or plant? Okay, you go first. I actually really have a lot of favorite flowers and plants, but I would say that my favorite plant is probably, okay, my top two. There's this really, like, pretty pink, um, like, like thing of flowers that we have in our backyard um, that we were growing from, like, a gift that Mm -hmm. somebody gave my mom. And then my second one is probably cilantro plants because I love cilantro on, like, everything. cute. Never would have thought. (laughs) Cilantro tastes so good. And it tastes even better when it's fresh. Mm -hmm. Because then you get that, like, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. Okay. So I personally am not a plant person, so I don't even know what most plants look like. But <laughs> <laughs> I I think I like a peony plant. And then I hmm. need to look up hydrangea because I think I like the way that those look too. Mm. Like white hydrangeas, but also the blue ones. So yeah. And baby's breaths. Those are um, flowers that I like a lot. I love that. That's so funny that you say that you're not a plant person. And yet, like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like I know what they look like, but I don't know them by their name. So, yeah, like I knew a lot of them by their name. And I literally had to look up to see exactly is that a flower that I like? Like, I know what a peony <laughs> is. I know it. But like, do I know what it looks like? But yeah, honestly, I, mean, I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, I don't know what they look like. I mean, I know what they look like when I see them, but I don't uh-huh. know what their names are. Yeah. Anywho. Welcome everyone to the podcast today. Um, we're going to do another, is this called Breaking It Down? This is our uh, seg- our sessions where we break down things together. Um, and so this is, as you guys know, we've done one previously on Kamari's um, mm-hmm. channel or not channel, not me being a YouTuber, podcast. on her podcast. And so now we're jumping over to my podcast to do um, another Breaking It Down together. And so today. what are we seeing the Cedarwood of today? Today, we're seeing the cedar wood of sensory overload. And we're going to be doing this as a quick conversation. We're not going to dive too deep into it because we do have other things to do today. Yes, but we, we did want to jump in and just talk very briefly about what we've been experiencing and what we've been learning and kind of some things that we want to uh, note about sensory overload. So we actually had a different topic that we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But then as we jumped on the phone very quickly before we got on our podcast to talk today, we started discussing this idea of sensory overload and not having enough time to process what we have constantly been consuming and experiencing in life. And so recently today, I took the time to write out some questions that I want to prompt myself with Mm -hmm. as I begin reading and watching and listening to various things. I want to question myself with these. I want to prompt myself with these questions so that I am able to fully process what I have Um, actually been receiving and experiencing through those mediums Mm -hmm. and so we are just going to talk about this idea of sensory overload being alone with oneself as well as metacognitive reflection and independent and collaborative processing and reflection so to you Kamari 
what is something that you have experienced or thought about when it comes to the idea of sensory overload? I think you actually have done a podcast on yes. this before, right? I definitely have. And I think that first and foremost, what is sensory overload? In this sense that we're talking about, we're going to be talking about like a social media or a media sensory overload, where it's mm -hmm. basically this idea of you are intaking and inputting so much into your body, into your consciousness, but there's not an equal balance of output, meaning like mm. you are processing it, you're going through this thing, you're making sense and of it, and then you're it. releasing it and applying it, you know, whatever. Mm it may be so um for me what was your question again I just wanted to give a definition <laughs> of sensory overload no you're good you're good I think also to add on to that definition uh, quickly yes. is the idea of also sensory overload in the um aspect of like schooling and yes. all of the things that come with like being a responsible citizen mm -hmm. in the world emotions um, it can be yeah, for emotion obsessive obsessive consumption of anything without yeah. actually processing and reflecting and then upon even, it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not an action that we are taking to consume something, the things that are constantly being thrown at us that we kind yes. of have to pick up. For example, you never even anymore really have the opportunity to be alone with your thoughts because mm -hmm. all around you is noises and and various things to distract you, always something trying to grab your attention. Yes. And then you also have the aspect of school and work where there's constant sensory overload with emotions, with task oriented things. You know, you're constantly reading things and having to consume articles and reading emails and da 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 da. -da. And so there's so much that goes into sensory overload. But today we're just going to focus mostly on like the social media aspect and then also. I would like to focus on the school aspect as well, because I think that both of those categories are kind of the main categories of what we experience when we experience sensory overload. Right. Um, and so my question with that was like, what have you noticed about sensory overload or what are some things that you have been learning about yourself when it comes to sensory overload? Just kind of any points that you want to make. I know that you were earlier making a point about being alone with oneself. Um, if you want to talk about that, kind of dive into what okay. the difference is between being by yourself and being with yourself. Okay, so the other day I was actually consuming social media or media of some, <laughs> I, to some degree, and she was talking about this idea of being okay with being by yourself, being alone. And when I was mm. listening to the video, I kind of was like trying to do a self-assessment to see if I needed to do some type of amending to my lifestyle. And as I was listening to her, I was like, well, I'm, a, I'm always alone by myself. I really do enjoy being alone by myself. But mm. the way that I was viewing alone was like, yeah, I may be physically alone by myself, but very often am I actually alone with myself. So when I mean mm. by alone by myself, I'm physically alone, but I'm still listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. Right. I'm listening to, or watching somebody's social media platform. I'm constantly right. consuming. You're not interacting with with someone no but you are doing other things exactly that is social to a certain degree where I basically mm. what I was saying was that I was consuming so much of other people's thoughts and ideas and creative natures and so on and so mm. forth but 
while I'm alone by myself, but I was never giving myself the opportunity to sit down and reflect and explore the own contents of my mind. What are my thoughts Mm. and my values and my motivations? But I'm always constantly hearing what people have to say about this. What do they have to Mm. say about that? What are their thoughts on this? And a lot of the times, especially lately, I've been really getting into listening to people who actually have really great thoughts about something. You know, it's very edifying to me and that's why I consume it to such a degree. But at the same time, even though the content itself may be wholesome as me and Hannah like to call it doesn't mean that we should just completely constantly be consuming and constantly consume it and the thing with that is it's not that it's a constant consuming of it but it's the constant consuming without actually reflecting as Hannah was talking about Mm. and looking and really digesting and internalizing these things to sift through and see what's important to me what do I need to keep and so basically what being alone by oneself but constantly consuming other people's ideas and everything like that it creates a sensory overload because we are never with oneself we feel so clogged up in our minds and our hearts Mm. are cluttered because we're not living a minimalistic lifestyle as far as relationships and emotions go so Mm. moving to this idea of living or being alone with oneself is this idea of actually really just being alone physically alone but also emotionally and mentally alone for a second to really dive Mm. in and explore your own thoughts what are your own ideas what are your own Mm. theories of what do you think the world works how are you living and operating within the world what are your own creative ideas and so that can come with journaling that can come with talking to yourself that can come with praying that can come with coloring whatever it Mm. may be but it's the void of not always taking in something else you know what I mean yep exactly and I think that that is something that I recently realized today that I absolutely need Mm -hmm. like it is a dire need for me to take the time to process what I've experienced I'm a person that does tend to bottle up emotions tends to kind of push things under the rug and not really explore my thoughts or feelings toward those things until it gets to the point of exploding Mm -hmm. and so as knowing that about myself I'm trying to take more active practices to actually reflect on things and sit in the feelings and let myself know it's okay to feel these feelings you don't have to just immediately say okay everything's going to be great you know Mm -hmm. god's going to take care of me like sitting in the feelings and kind of and processing through what i am experiencing what i'm intaking exactly and i think that it's so easy to have access to things that you can consume like literally you don't even have to try to consume things you know what i mean it comes Mm -hmm. so naturally in this human world and especially having such um immediate access to you know thousands and millions of different things to songs, to podcasts, to mm. uh, YouTube, to just so many things. And you're constantly being infiltrated with all these things. But when do we take the time to really sift through it and throw out the things that we don't really need, but keep the things that we really do need? It's just like what Kamari said, it's, it's cluttered. Everything in our hearts, everything in our minds is cluttered. And we really do need to live minimalistic lives as far as our emotions and our soul goes. I know that there's a podcast and I'll try to link that podcast um, on the description um where she talks about soul minimalism and she Mm -hmm. talks about how we need to be able to minimalize and declutter our souls so that we aren't constantly feeling this kind of like claustrophobicness or Mm -hmm. or like those extreme hoarder shows where it's like everything is falling apart and they're like literally 
not able to function in their own homes. That's how it feels in our souls. Yeah. Sometimes we're not able to function in our own souls, in our own consciousness. We're not able to function. We're not able to think. We're not able to reflect on what we personally value because we're consuming so much of other people and what they think. And it's not to say that it's we shouldn't do that because mm -hmm. we should. But we need to have a healthy balance of both. It's important for us to consume other things because then it prompts us to think in other yes. ways. It prompts us to consider other perspectives mm -hmm. and it helps us to grow and to learn. When I'm reading things, that's really when I learn the most. Like I genuinely, I when I read, when I watch Same. YouTube videos, when I listen to podcasts, I learn so much. But then it's that action piece of reflecting. I because I remember there's this... Uh, there's this person named John Dewey, I believe is his name or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but he said that we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflection. And I thought that that was so important. I've literally memorized that because um, it was something that we learned last semester. It was like a quote that was put on some PowerPoint mm -hmm. last semester in one of my classes. And I literally have like held true to that because mm -hmm. when you think about it, you know, we experience a lot of things day to day. But does that mean that we really learn from them? No. It's not until we take the time to fully process things make and to reflect things. on things. Yes, to make sense of things and to connect it to prior knowledge. Mm -hmm. Because we already have a foundation of things in our uh, soul and in our minds and in, in our, our hearts. Arsenal. Exactly. <laughs> in our arsenal. We already have a whole lot of things in our arsenal. But we have to build upon that knowledge, making connections yes. to show why this new knowledge that we're receiving is important for us to keep in our souls in our minds in our hearts what's valuable. and so exactly keeping what's valuable and getting rid of what's not um and just finding practical uses for everything that we have in our um hearts and in our minds and might i add and, something right quick if you're not yeah done. go ahead no i'm good go ahead. are you sure yep finish your thought no that was that was my thought finished okay <laughs> so i was gonna say before you moved on to the next point what i think that we're getting at is that Everything in life is about balance. You know, mm. we're not trying to say that, oh, just spend every single waking moment of your life completely by yourself. Never yeah. listen to music, never listen to a podcast, never try to seek other types of people's perspectives and ideas right. and content. That's not what we're trying to say. And we're not also trying to say every single waking moment of your life because, como se dice, content is it can be of value we can learn so much you just consume everything every single day you need to be learning no mm. there's a balance and so yeah. I think that Hannah was talking about this a little bit earlier this balance of okay I can still consume content because I know that yeah. I'm going to gain something valuable from it but a way to balance that would to be to challenge myself to do reflection after that and so Hannah could you go into the questions that some of the questions or one of the questions that you wanted to kind of start implementing into your routine of consuming but also making sure that you're exploring your own content as well hmm. and exploring my own conscious as well yes yeah. I um I before I get into that I want to kind of do like a background so essentially okay this is stemmed from something that we do in my classes um and so what we do is we kind of like we'll implement our lessons mm -hmm. right so I'm in this teacher pre-service training program to learn to be a teacher. Da, 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 da. So in my internship, we'll implement these lesson plans. And then afterward, uh, we have to record it. And so then afterward, we have to go back, watch the video and do written reflections about our videos, pinpointing specific times and then specific reflections and then also actionable steps that we can take from those reflections. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's this little chart that we fill out. And as I've been filling that out, I realized that like, um, I started making a connection to other things that I do in other classes. So for an, in, in another one of my classes, we have this assignment where basically, 
or various assignments where basically we have to read the text and then she'll give us a reading assignment. And so mm-hmm. it's basically how we apply what we have learned um, to the context of the real world or ag- engaging in activities that will help us better understand and reflect on our personal values as a result of what we read. And so I think that using what I've learned from those classes, I think that that's something that I'm going to apply to my entire life because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so helpful to reflect on what we've read and to to have some some guiding prompts and some guiding questions to help us understand like oh okay this is this is what i this is what i um the main point learned. of the story what is the main point you know going yeah. back to what is that called like the central idea yeah the central yes. idea because there's a lot of fluff in there mm-hmm. right but we want to get to the main point of like what does this mean green to me and, and how can I apply this to my life? Exactly. The green eggs and ham, breaking it down to the bare bones. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I want to share is an experience that I had last week in the field. So when I was um, in my classroom, I was expecting students to draw from their prior knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So I, we had a couple of vocabulary words. I was expecting them to draw from their um, prior knowledge. The two words that we had was nomads and descendants. And because these students hadn't been introduced to these words yet, and I completely forgot this, this was like a, a teacher a teacher challenging moment right there. I completely mm-hmm. forgot that these students had not been exposed to this. All I gave them was the written context of the words instead of the whole picture of like what that page was in the reading that we were doing, whatever, whatever. So I gave them the words and I said, I want you to think about what this meaning means to you. The students had nothing to draw from except from their own personal experiences. So as I was going throughout the breakout groups, as they were sharing what they think those words mean, some students said nomads meant like there's no more mad like no one was mad love it now when you think about it it's kind of humorous because you're like no that's not what that means but to a student goose (laughs) exactly but to a student (laughs) they can only draw from what they know and so then I saw was going and then they were talking about the the word descendants and they were like I think the word descendants is the movie and they were basically talking about the descendants movie descendants one two and three from Disney Channel Mm -hmm. right so they're only drawing from what they know And that was like a moment of realization to me, like I should have introduced readings or videos or something that they can consume and then be able to reflect on and apply. You know what I mean? So I think that to go back to that point of the balancing act, it's not to say we just have to reflect, reflect, reflect. We also need to consume so that we have a foundation that we can then reflect on. Because Mm -hmm. unless you're consuming something to learn then you're not going to be able to have anything to reflect on. You know what I mean? Like, how will you know to reflect on what are we questions reflecting about? We've never had an experience or exactly. A, yeah. Something, exactly. a substance to base it off of. I exactly. You. you can only reflect on your experiences. And so needless to say, that's how these questions were formed was from the idea of me saying, whatever I'm reading, whatever I'm listening to, whatever I'm watching, I want to be able to have some guiding questions. Now, mm-hmm. each thing may present various guiding questions that I may say that I may think of in the moment that I want to just like write down. But these are some questions that I was just considering um, as I, you know, go into like thinking about what I'm reading and consuming. Um, and even as I'm just doing random experiences, like if there's an experience that I feel like I want to write about, I'm just going to write about it. Anything mm-hmm. that I need to process through. So the first question is, what did you learn that you didn't know before? The second question is, what stood out the most to you and why? And then the third question is, 
Has this impacted or shifted your thinking? If so, how? Now, these questions I feel like are very broad in general, but I like them because they give me enough room to fully process in various mediums, in various forms. So this, these questions can be applied to experiences. These questions can be applied to a, a five-minute video that I watched that really impacted me. This video, I mean, these questions can be applied to, to anything in my personal life. And I would encourage anyone who's listening, and as well as you, Kamari, to think of questions mm-hmm. that you might also prompt yourself I'm with. I'm literally writing um, some down. <laughs> Perfect. Then you can share with us. You can share with us what those questions are um, if you feel comfortable doing so. But you know, like just thinking of things that you want to consider as you're going throughout life. And I think that this is something that I also want to apply in my academics um, as I'm reading the material that we have for class. And this is something that I also want to apply just kind of, um, you know, throughout life. And it's not to say that I'm going to answer every single one of these questions every time I engage with uh, something that I've consumed, but it is to say that this is something that I really want to, yeah, just use to be a little bit more intentional. And I was thinking, you know, even after Bible studies or after hearing the news or after hearing sermons, this is what I want to show so that I can have like a little bit of takeaway, some reflection points that I can use as mm-hmm. uh, just methods of, of learning what this means to me and learning how to apply it. Do you I have agree. any thoughts on that? Yes. So one of the thoughts was that, you know, a lot of us can write down these questions that we think we would like to you know, ask ourselves, or we can make these questions in the moment, as Hannah was saying, and Mm. we can either write down our answers, or it can just be a really quick mental check of like, what did you think about that? It kind of just spends some time exploring those thoughts within your own mind. And then nine times out of 10 is going to spark something even more significant that you'll be willing to write down. That's been Mm. happening to me so much throughout this just past couple of weeks. Like, I'll be listening to something, and then a little bit later on, I will think about what I was listening to and Mm -hmm. what the significance is for me. What do I think about it? And then it'll lead to all these other, like, spinoff branches of things that it's like, oh, wow, Mm. I never thought about something like this, or I never thought about something like that. And I've really been Mm. enjoying this idea of, again, the input of taking in something, and then the output of actually exploring my own the contents of my own conscious and so that's Mm. what I've been doing so some of the questions that I would like to ask is what do you think about this because I think that Mm. a lot of the times for me I whenever I'm listening to something because I think I've been so conditioned by the school district and how and there's someone giving a lecture or a speech that's law because they're supposed to be qualified not all the time of everything that we listen to is law um Mm. and so a lot of the they're times, not experts on it. Exactly. Yeah. Even though they are very much educated. And also, even if someone is an expert at something, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with every single thing that yeah. they say. They're not authority. You can see things differently. You have yeah. that liberty to do that. And sometimes I think I limit myself into yeah. only looking through the lens of whoever I am consuming from, mm, but period. really trying to, you know, differentiate my thoughts. And that's a boundary. It's an emotional boundary and a mental boundary that I've been trying to put in play more Mm. of like when you take a whole bunch of stuff in it's really easy to just morph into whatever the other person is thinking and sometimes that is not your value that is not your motive that is not how you see it it's not your perspective so really trying to see okay what is my lens how do I see it how do they see it and if I do agree with some stuff, I can take that in and I can accommodate it and assimilate yeah. it to what I think. And if not, I don't have to. That's the thing yeah. that is not an obligation for me. So that's something mm. that I definitely want to be more cognizant about. Wow. 
that was a powerhouse right there, Kamari. Like that is wow. Do you have any other questions that you you I have to that one list more. or so far? I okay, have one more, which is, does something that they said spark, and I think this goes back to what you were talking about, does something that they said spark a connection from previous things that you've learned or from your Ooh. own experiences? Like, can you draw those, you know, mind maps of like, oh, wow, like this is something that I experienced and now they've presented a a possible explanation for why or where the root of that is like does anything that they say spark a connection between other experiences or whatever however Mm. I think that that's really cool because I think as you were saying that's how we learn best is when we're making connections and we're drawing from our own personal experiences what we've seen what we've learned previously so on and so forth and you start making mind maps and one of my favorite people that I like to listen to on YouTube her name is like Khadija Mumbawi I think and she was talking about how she really the way that she does her like video essays and stuff like that is like she starts thinking about this one general umbrella topic right but then she Mm -hmm. starts looking at it from multiple different lenses and perspectives and drawing connections of okay how does this influence this how does this impact Mm. this and I love it because it really does create a, a full experience you know what I mean yeah that's powerful I had to write that question down too because I think that's important it's like what connections can you make from what you just experienced to things that you previously experienced? Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, we build upon <clears throat> our experiences. It's not like every time we have an experience, it's just thrown in some random, you know, box. It's like everything is building upon each other. Yeah. So what you learned previously and that lens that you've had previously, that perspective that you've had previously is only enhanced or not affected or something like that of the sort. Yeah. Um, it is influenced by what you are consuming you know what I mean yes to some degree um so I love that question that's amazing um mm-hmm. yeah so those those are questions that we have they're not necessarily law it's not of like course. every time we consume something those are the only questions that we're going to ask ourselves. to write a discussion post about this. exactly oh that's another talk. point that I wanted to make mm-hmm. was that this is these reflections don't even have to be super detailed no um and this is not something that i'm just saying to to you or to our audience but this is something that i am saying to my personal self Mm -hmm. because i know that i am the type of person where i want to detail every single thing out every single thought i have Mm -hmm. all at one time um that doesn't have to happen it doesn't have to be a discussion post it doesn't have to be an essay it can just be a sticky note it can just Mm -hmm. be a thought it can just be done through writing or through typing or through a podcast internal note in your phone yeah it could be anything any medium that you feel necessary and it will probably change one day you may feel like writing it all out the next day you may feel like typing it so you know just thinking about like what we've learned and another thing that I wanted to mention was just this thing that I've done um a couple weeks ago I haven't done it recently because I've kind of gotten out of it but um the Lord blessed me with this perspective and with the the time to just after every day, so I would, I would go to my room and I would just kind of sit with mm-hmm. myself and with God and I would just talk. I would like just literally just flesh through what happened that day. I would walk through the, every single moment of my day and just talk about what happened, what I thought about it, processing. And I didn't realize what I was doing then was so powerful because now I gone about like two weeks without doing it. And so I did it this morning, but uh, I've gone about two weeks without doing it. And 
it just feels like everything was like piling up in my mind. And now I feel so refreshed and like, I feel like I've released everything and I feel at peace. And I realized that when I did those things, when I would talk with God about my day and kind of just process through, you know, verbally, um, just sharing like what I thought about things, how I felt, that was like something that really mm-hmm. impacted me and gave me so much peace because I did, I wasn't holding on to unnecessary things. You know what I mean? I was decluttering my heart and my mind, like getting rid of that stuff that happened that day that wasn't necessary. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like a lot of times we want a system, we want structure, we mm-hmm. want a routine, right? There is no routine to processing things. There is yes. no way that you can just say, okay, every single day I'm going to do this, that, and third, because then you're going to get burnt out. Mm-hmm. But there is a rhythm that we can take. Mm-hmm. And I think that rhythm is Sabbath. Um, I think that's why it's so important for us to take Sabbaths because Sabbath gives us the time to process what we've experienced. Mm-hmm. I know that for me, most of the time, the only time that I really get the time to process and reflect on what has happened in my life is on Sabbaths, which is my Thursdays. And I do that through having conversations with myself, praying, talking to God. Um, Most of the time, I may not even read a scripture. I may just have to like really just verbalize what has gone on that whole entire week and what I felt. And then a lot of times, you know, I see scriptures like, you know, the daily scripture and stuff like that. Or like today I'll read, you know, like from a Psalm or something and just kind of like, it helps me to just find peace and balance and and realign my heart Mm -hmm. with God. But, you know, just taking that time, that's why God gave us Sabbath so that we can get in that rhythm of not only rest, but getting in that rhythm of processing and reflecting what we've experienced. And um, do you have any thoughts on that? I feel like I've been rambling for a little bit. (laughs) I do have a couple of thoughts. Um, I was just going to add on to what you were talking about as far as like the impactfulness of your own personal reflection and how you like went through your days and kind of just talk things out. I think that is so important to do it and to not ignore your present feelings in the moment, because as Mm. Hannah has been saying all throughout this time, she has a tendency to bottle things up. And I have a tendency. I think a lot of us do. We bottle things up because we're just experiencing one thing after the other, one feeling after the other. And we never actually confront it until it's like this huge snowball effect instead of taking little small times of just addressing that in the moment like the other week I was feeling like some type of way about a situation and it was kind of bugging me but then I kept trying to like move past it but then I was like no Kamari just think about it for two seconds like why Mm. do you feel this way and once I felt this way it helped me to really you know make sense of my feelings where was it coming from and then Mm. how can I work towards resolving it it didn't go into a whole like our session by myself (laughs) it was just a quick moment for me to address what I was feeling so that it didn't transfer into other things you know what I mean because everything we feel and Mm -hmm. experience affects our emotions and our experience affect everything how we we interact with others how we interact with ourselves so on so how we interact with God exactly it just creates a lot of you know what it spin off effects that's what I'm going to call it just spin off mm. effects but another thing that I wanted to say is a prime example of us reflecting is through me and Hannah talking about things right now me and yes. Hannah have conversations in our personal time and through our podcast both together and individually is such a great reflection tool if you yeah. don't feel like writing because I am not a writer all the time yeah. I do it a lot more now just with my notes just kind of like typing in something here typing in something there but 
But a lot of us really can make sense of things when we just simply talk things through. So I would encourage like using your voice memos or if you want to start a podcast, Anchor's here for you. It's free Mm. and it's easy. You can do any of those things and just go ahead and plug our sponsorship in there. No, I'm joking. (laughs) We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. I'm just joking. You know, like, you know, when they try to make it sound so natural, but it's a a promotion. Yes. But no, anyway, talk therapy is so powerful because the more that you talk things through and you're actually outputting it out it can help you to make sense of things and another thing is that sometimes we don't have the luxury all the time because we forget we don't have the luxury to confront our feelings right in the moment when it happened but that doesn't mean that you can never look back at past experiences that may have even happened Mm. a whole year ago and really talk about those because you're still going to be living many many more years god willing so why not go ahead even though a year passed even though two years passed even though 10 years passed you still going to be living so many more years over so you might as well confront those past experiences me and hannah did that one day just spontaneously it was like a four-hour conversation yes about our high school experience what were you not even just high school we oh yeah yeah, we did high school like that too we went from elementary we talked about just like an overview of our elementary to high school experiences and then we talked one day about our Mm -hmm. high school experiences in particular how we felt about the pandemic and and you know all that stuff like that because that was the pandemic did affect our high school experience toward the end and we talked about yeah we talked about that too those are both very long conversations that we had and it's really i'm just gonna (laughs) reiterate it again it's very very helpful because again you know you take so much in it becomes super super cluttered you don't know what Mm. is actually the root of things what actually is valuable what you actually think about things you feel all over the place but when we take time to address things it's like knocking out assignments air quote as they come in instead of waiting for the whole to the end of the semester Mm. to do the semester assignment the big thing just do a slide a day you know what i mean and you're good you know And I think I want to hit back on that point of even if you're not able to reflect in that moment or Mm -hmm. to have the time to reflect, you know, like you said, sometimes it is a luxury to be able to just sit down and have that moment in that time to yourself to reflect in that moment. Right. And, you know, I I think of people who, you know, are are very busy, have jobs, Mm -hmm. have, you know, other responsibilities like being a mother or a father, and they might not have that time to really sit down for an hour and reflect about, you know, what they've experienced. But even carving out, like you said, that little bit of time every single day, or maybe just carving out a lot of time once a week, like that's what I do. I don't have time every day to really process through everything. Most times I'm in the bed and I'm knocked out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, just taking that time, even having that time once a week, which is why Sabbath is so important. I'm going to highlight that once again. Sabbath is so important because it gives you that time once a week to process things and to have that moment just to think about mm-hmm. what you've experienced. So, um, yeah, that's just that's another thing is just like fully processing what we're experiencing. Sometimes we partially process things and we wonder why we're going through things. We wonder why we're acting in certain ways, why our emotions are all out of whack. And it's because we're not at peace. And I wrote down this when I was reflecting um, mm-hmm. on my individual time, I was reflecting and I said that the road to peace is processing what you've experienced. And I think that that's so true because mm-hmm. 
the only way you really experience peace is when your house is not cluttered. Like if your house yeah. is a mess and you're a hoarder, you're sitting over there, you have no peace because you don't know where anything is. Mm-hmm. Everything is, is, is mounding over you. It's overwhelming. You don't know where to start. And so when you start decluttering and processing through, it's like every experience is, every experience that we have, everything that we consume is like things coming into our house. We just keep collecting things more and more and more and more and more until it becomes um, like hoarding. And then we wonder why we have these um, overwhelming emotions and and we wonder why things blow out of proportions Mm -hmm. or why we act in certain ways. We wonder why things affect us to certain degrees. And until we really sit in it and we take the time to declutter, we start with one pile and just get started. Mm -hmm. Then Starting with your current feelings. What is happening now? What seems precedent now? And then that can lead into a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like, oh, exactly and then the biggest thing Mm -hmm. is is the holy spirit this is not something you can do on your own you can't process through things on your own and this is what i love about jesus is that he is our counselor he is there for us to process things with and the holy spirit just guides us to think about just the low price of zero (laughs) ninety nine. you can get your peace today Um, visit jc for free 99 (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean he he really is the only reason why we process the way that we process um i'm not going to accredit it to myself i'm not going to accredit it to anything that i've learned or experienced and even though there are some tips and strategies that i've learned from my classes and from books that i've read those are only because god has revealed that to me while i was reading it so it's not even to say that i was reading it and i was like oh exactly it was a god-sent perspective Um, and so that's just to say that there is no self-help book that you can read about learning how to process through things and reflecting properly. There's no proper way to do this. There's no structured way to do this. There is nothing that you need to gain from a book or from a video or from any other resources about this topic other than through a personal connection and relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the only person who's really going to help you be able to process through things. And, um, Another thing is that Jesus brings people into our lives. So, so Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they all be working together. Um, they all superintend circumstances to bring into our lives the people that we need, the community that we need, the guidance that we need. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important for people to you know, pray and consider guidance counseling and consider therapy and consider, um, you know, like just These praying about resources. having friendships. Yeah, Sorry friendships and community, they're all Jesus resources from God. Jesus is the source in which the resource comes from. Right. And I think that Ooh. that's something important to note. My pastor was talking yes. about that a couple of Sundays ago, about how all of these things that help us on in this physical world, they're very helpful, you know? Like, yeah. these things can help. But the source that will never stop running out, you know what I mean? That is mm. the key to it. It's always going to be there. It's never going to not be there. Other things will fail. The book right. may not work for you. The person may not right. work for you. The friend may not work. But Jesus, let me tell you something. Mm. For me, mm. I don't know about Preach you. It. I was me and my house me and Hannah house you know it always worked for me it never fails so that's what the point of it is it's not to say that oh never rely on any because I think a lot of religious people get in that mindset yes don't Mm. ever go to a therapist never look outside for anything because Jesus is all you and that's the truth he is all you need he is all you need but he also put things on this earth there are resources in which they would come from him in order to help us in this earth you know what I mean and then when we read those resources or when we 
use those resources, it gives glory to him. And we are able to glorify him and think, whoa, Jesus, I see what you were doing there. Like for me, there's a lot of books that I mm-hmm. read that are, some are Christian books, some are not Christian books. And I learned so much through them. And it's not to say that it was just the book itself or the writer or the author themselves. It was all Jesus working through those books and those perspectives and revealing things to me as I was reading them or watching the movies or watching the videos. And then it's through him revealing these things to me and showing me what I need to see that I'm able to say, wow, Jesus, I see what you're doing there. And it helps me to grow a personal and uh, more personal connection with him. Yeah, yeah, you're on to something. something. Yeah, I see um, what you're doing. <laughs> one thing I want to talk about real quick yes. is just the importance of independent and collaborative processing and reflection. Love it. Independent being with by, yourself. By with self. By not, with not, yourself. Not by with yourself. Being by with and yourself. with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Because you need to be by yourself and you also need to be with, with yourself. yourself. And then the yes. aspect of collaborative processing where you're processing with others, yes. whether it's a Bible study group, whether it's um, a, a couple of friends, whether mm-hmm. it's just one friend that you process Parent. with, no matter what it is. And I think that the importance of, of this is to, is to remember to branch out as well, because one person is, is not going to be able to process with you through every aspect of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to remember that some things are meant to be independent processing. We're not meant to have other people processing that with us. That's something that God may want to just process with us. Or some things are meant to be um, processed with people from, from, uh, certain walk, uh, certain areas of your life where they walk more closely with you. For example, I may process more education and teacher related things with my friends who are teachers as opposed to with Kamari mm-hmm. because I I love Kamari. I don't know I, what I, they, what's but she I, she don't know what I'm talking about exactly. And so a lot of times that processing has to happen with other people. So there's sometimes different things in your life that you have to process with various people, which is why it's important for us to branch out and have those collaborative processing and reflection practices mm-hmm. so if you get anything out of this podcast the most important thing is to remember that jesus is the main one the only one who can really help us process through life but he also gives life. us strategies and resources that we can use Lead to process life. by ourselves and or, or with ourselves and to process uh in and of ourselves just joking <laughs> it in, in and it, it, in, it. no and, 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 and. no, it's in and of itself, not in it of itself. See, you, you got it in it of no. itself. I said in and of itself. No. That's what I said. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I heard uh, it. It's just because you are not listening carefully enough. Okay, say it again. Um, <laughs> in and of itself. Petition Processing to cancel in and that of word. yourself. <laughs> cancel that phrase. Cancel it. Um, and then also he gives us the strategies and the resources to engage in collaborative processing and reflection practices. One thing that I want to hit on, I know that we have one more segment that we want to talk about. Oh, yeah, I think we could do it briefly. This we segment a is a new time. segment that we have. I'm, intro the music. <laughs> All right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really describes like how we feel toward these words and statements so this new segment is something that that's what i think it is (laughs) wait can you record yourself doing that and send that to me so i can like put it in every time we do this segment (laughs) no we should just do it we should just do it every time we do it that would be fun um okay anywho what is this segment called again i forgot it's called make it make sense make it make sense yes and so we have a series of words you want to describe this i feel like i've been doing a lot of talking you got it Okay, so make it make sense stems from an experience that we had yesterday where we were yep. listening to this dude and he said this thing that like it was deep or it sounded deep. But then when he was asked about like, what does that mean? He was like, man, I don't even know. 
but yeah. it's like I know I see where he was going with it and then yeah. just oftentimes me and Hannah by ourselves we love breaking down things to the bare bones that's why it's called breaking it down to the bare bones um because that's what we love to do we try to make sense of things especially me because I say a whole bunch of stuff that never makes sense really yeah. like it's a little bit off but you see where I'm going and Hannah really does help me make it make sense so that is our right. segment what are we going to be talking about today what's the phrase Hannah? all right so this phrase is not out of pocket, but this is a phrase that I, or this, this is a word that I really want to dissect mm. because you just mentioned it. And I feel like it's important for us to talk about and tie to our um, biblical backgrounds. So okay. the word resource, mm. when you think about the word re, it, in, it, in, in that, that again, kind of, uh, prefix, mean? yeah, it means again, um, when you think of repeat, when you think of re-utter, there's a lot of words that begin with the prefix re, Reduce. and it just reduce reuse recycle <laughs> um and mm-hmm. so you you see that prefix um used a lot to mm-hmm. like reference doing something over again um or mm. like going back for something so i want us to talk about this word resource because as you were describing jesus is the source but he provides us with the resources in, the resource in this world that we need <laughs> so if the source is jesus jc does that mean that the resources that we have on this earth have to go back to him yes. to get the what they need to in order to be a re- you know what I mean so we are resourcing like we are going back is again yes. to the source the way that I see it is that a resource is you know something that is sent out that comes from a main source right and once mm. that is ran out that can never become more unless you go back to the source. It can Ooh. never become more. It can never be recharged. It can never be replenished. Replenished unless it goes yeah. back to the source. It can't be a resource unless it has a source. And that's an absolute Ooh. period. It is, it is, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is all that I have for the day. And I don't know about you, but... No, I think um, it's cute. Mm-hmm. I, th- <laughs> I think that that was kind of one of our shorter make it make sense segments but I can imagine that one day when we find when the, we do this another time we're going to really dive deep into mm-hmm. making it make sense but I felt like that one was something that was laid on my heart laid because on you heart. were mentioning it and it was like <laughs> like Lord, a baby in a manger it. It was laid on can I just heart. talk about something real quick go um, ahead this is random but in in reference to laying things on people's hearts like there's certain words that it's just like why is that used oh, in that God. sentence? And so what I want to kind of Let's talk make about that is yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. I okay, have another one. What I want to talk about is <laughs> when I was in my nav night call, um, uh-huh. like our, our navigators Bible study thing, uh, the dude kept saying, and we're going to throw you guys into breakout groups real quick. <laughs> and I was like, violent mm-hmm. um i was like why that choice choice of words it wasn't just a one time it was like every time he put us in breakout groups he was like so we're gonna throw you guys in a breakout group and i'm like i don't want to be thrown nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't want to be thrown why was that his choice of words i don't know it was really you guys funny. in a breakout room yeah or like we're gonna send you guys to the breakout like i feel like being sent is like cool yeah. you know like, oh we're gonna sent somewhere but being thrown like i feel like i was discarded i was like whoa yeah it does it, it i can see how you would feel that way mm-hmm. <laughs> anywho that's um, a lay I on think the that heart I... hold on a second before you close okay. it up before you lock okay. it up and close it up 
Lay on the heart. I think the reason why people use that phrase, lay on your heart, because say for instance, if something was laid on your heart, it feels like you've been prompted to do that Mm. or you feel that pressure to like do something or to say this, like I need to get this out because it was laid on my heart. And so when you think Mm. about a heart, right? Take it out of your body. Take it out of your body. Have the heart Whoa, in front okay. of you. Visualize. So your heart is taken out of your body. It's in front of you. If something comes and lay on top of it, it feels that pressure. It feels that pressure. It feels mm. like it needs to move to the side if something is laying on you. You know how something gets smashed and then it's kind yes. of pushed out to the side? So that's why I think people use it because it's like, you know, there is this pressure on my heart. Like, <laughs> I have to get this out now. And so that's why it's laid on your yeah. heart. Because you feel it in your or chest. Or like when someone sits on your chest. Yeah. That's how it feels when something is laid on your heart. Yeah. Like when you know it's not right, you feel it. And you're yeah. like, Tighten. you feel like somebody's sitting on you. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, that's probably what it Get means. Get this off of me. <laughs> if this table fall on me, <laughs> baby. But also, yes. I think mm-hmm. it also might refer to the Holy Spirit and how he like dwells over things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how like. Like he lives in like, your heart, so he's just laying up in your heart, and he's saying, <laughs> That's "No, but you know, like it said, like he dwelled over the top of the waters or whatever mm-hmm. in Genesis." So that's what he does in our hearts. Like I could just see him like dwelling on top of our hearts. But it and, like when I feel dwell. Like, it said lay Hannah. Okay, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. No, but I can see what you're saying because it is he is on top of the heart of the situation he's on top and yeah. he's maybe orchestrating to a certain extent you yeah, know what is. i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well everyone with that we're gonna go ahead and close it out i think we should go ahead and close it out with a prayer okay let's go um, ahead dear lord thank you for this wonderful podcast that we had today honestly this was probably one of our best podcasts mm-hmm. i think we've ever done i really enjoyed it and our conversation was really deep um i thank you so much for the strategies and for the resources that you provide us all the time and the many connections that you are always helping us make god i thank you so much for your faithfulness and for your mercy and how you're always just allowing us the opportunity to reflect and to process and to grow and learn together god this is such a wonderful relationship And we pray that everything that we share today in this podcast can help us and help others. Um, And we just ask that your word continues to be spread and that you continue to be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. As I say, I second everything that Hannah said. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here today, the opportunity to learn, to grow, to consume, but also to be, you know, with the own contents of our consciousness. We love you Mm. for all of that good stuff. You know, I ask that you would help each and every one of us to have that internal inclination to take time to really just step back from the plate you know like not all the time because the plate is given to us that we have to eat so tell us to put that spoon down lord and just think about what we ate what we put inside of our body to see if we need to go to the toilet and poop some things out or if we need to keep it in our body for nutrients whatever it is lord lay it on our hearts in the name of jesus amen i'm gonna be honest with you i got lost and i didn't know where to go with it i didn't know how to because i got so deep into it where it's like dang i can't back out now you know i can't I mean? back out so i just had to go and it's like when you're it's like when there's a yellow light and you're like going yeah. and you see you know it's about to turn red yeah, but you gotta, just gotta, gotta keep yeah. going because you because you because you already in the middle of the road yeah oh my goodness when you started going i was like oh yeah yep yeah. mm-hmm. it's and like you it's started like talking about the amazing, poop i was like oh. perfect amazing <laughs> groundbreaking and then she's like eat it poop on it like no yeah. <laughs> like, what i feel her 
Oh, I know. She was she got lost in it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this was an amazing time. Thank you so much, Kamari. And we will I'll catch you, you later. all 